Hi, thank you for listening to the podcast and thank you to all our sponsors who support us. We only pick the people who we truly love and enjoy like Greensmith Farm CBD. Greensmith Farms makes all natural, full spectrum craft CBD tinctures and gummies and you know I'm all about that. The CBD products that I received were clean, well labeled so you know your doses able to use for someone like me who is a heavy marijuana smoker and also someone like like my wife who does not smoke at all but sometimes just needs that pain relief right now you can get 20 percent off your order with code funches at checkout just go to greensmith farms hemp.com and enter code funches at checkout for 20 percent off your order Thank you for listening to the podcast thank you for watching it on youtube um over at my profile i forget the name of it just ron funches probably just go on youtube type in ron funches find me help me get my numbers and followers up that's gonna be part of my focus for this next year i know i got good product i know i'm good at my job and i want to start spreading that world and heralding out to the masses. So if you could help me with that by reviewing this podcast, by giving me thumbs up and subscribing on YouTube, go to patreon.com slash getting better with Ron. If you want to be a Patreon supporter and you can get some exclusive episodes, you get other prizes, some thank you notes I'd love to send out to you. Check that out if you like. Uh, you can also go to my Twitch, twitch.tv, Ron underscore Funches. If you want to hang out and play games with me, become a member of the Funch Bunch as we continue to grow strong in mass and start our own personal army uh, that can possibly d- dethrone the government. Well, you know, we, we are workshopping things. Uh, <laughs> Go to Patreon, go to Twitch, go to YouTube, follow me however you like. You know the Instagram, you know Twitter, or you probably didn't even find this episode. Uh, (laughs) Just thank you to everyone who listens, and you know how we like to start. Hope you're feeling strong. Hope you're feeling brave. Hope you're feeling loved and grateful for that love. I hope you're uh, exercising your personal freedoms and being a responsible adult in this community by getting vaccinated. Uh, it's a shame to me to see as things continue on unless you have a true medical reason or true, and I'm, I'm hitting these words hard, true medical reason true religious reason um i just don't see the reason why you're not out there doing it things continue to spiral out of control as we get this delta variant and i know a lot of people are always about like hey you know it's your personal choice each and every one to do what they want to do uh but i just want to go out there as a leader and as myself and say if you're not out there getting vaccinated as a full adult in america right now uh you're a fucking loser and i don't trust you i don't want you around me uh i don't want you to purchase my shit uh, i don't 
don't uh, want you to support me truly because you sound like you're dumb and I don't need that type of stuff around me. I like my circle to be uh, smart and, and, and loving and full of uh, uh, peace and happiness. And if you can't uh, simply go and uh, do the right thing for others, then I got no use for you in my life at all. So you can just fuck off as far as I'm concerned uh, if you're not getting vaccinated. Uh, and I know a lot of people who who um, work in a industry where they need people to come to the shows or to support them with money. I think I, my whole opening spill is about how I need you to support me to get bigger. Uh, they don't like saying that type of stuff, but I'm straight up saying, hey, go fuck yourself. If you're not vaccinated, if you out here, if you're one of them pure anti-vaxxers out there saying that like, oh, this is a new form of segregation when you can't go to places while you're not vaccinated. Well, guess what? I hope it is. And I'm 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 happy to be on the other side of it for a change. Uh, my grandparents, they had to live through the segregation where they had to go through colored water fountains, deal with uh police dogs when they want to go to school so if i get the chance to spit in your child's face uh while they try to attempt to school while they are unvaccinated oh god i hope i get to do that uh, so <laughs> that would just feel like a good like full circle moment so like i truly hope this unvaccinated segregation comes to pass i hope you guys drink out your own water fountains i hope you gotta uh, eat out the kitchen only after hours uh i hope that you get uh accused of a lot of sexual assaults that didn't happen um, <laughs> hope you get emmett tilled bitch um <laughs> Cause I'm not playing no more. We've had enough time. We had enough uh, patience of waiting for you to come around. Either come around or just fucking no. Obviously, I'm not gonna do nothing to you. I'm not gonna hold you down and try to jab you in the arm with a needle. I would if I could. I dream about it sometimes. But I'm just telling you straight up. I don't fucks with you. You're not cool to me. I don't need you. I don't love you. I have no joy for you because you don't have. The courtesy, the simple integrity, the civic duty, the humanity. That's the word I'm looking for. You don't have the humanity, the courage, the balls to go do something for other people. You'd rather sit around and say, oh, it's going to change my DNA like you ain't never ate a Twinkie. Oh, it's, it's going to make this happen. It's going to make that happen. Bitch, there's fucking unnatural chemicals all in your body from the moment you're fucking born. And some people come at me. Oh, oh, you talk about online, about how, how you think uh, vaccines affected your son and how it partially to do with your autism. Yeah. I said that and I believe it. And I still made that nigga go get a fucking vaccine shot. You understand how scared I was of that? You don't understand all the memories I had running through my head of my son getting vaccinated as a child and coming out of there all loopy and then never seeming like he got right. And I still made him go do it. I went and did it first. Why? Because that's the right fucking thing to do. I'm the fucking dad. I'm the fucking man. 
So I went and I got it first. And once I felt okay, I made him go get it. And so straight up, I just ain't fucking with you. And I know it's going to lead to people being weird on my Instagram and stuff. So it's a good reason I'm going to be out of the country for. <laughs> I don't, I want you to know if you hear this and you get mad at this and you come and leave a comment on, on, on my account that at that time I'm currently uh, on some coast in Europe uh, on a boat with my wife who looks like she's in a rap video. So I want you to just know that as a fact. So when you send that and when you tell me I'm a loser, when you tell me I'm a cuck, when you tell me I'm a clown, when you tell me I'm not funny, just know at that time, I'm on a coastal beach on a, a boat. Uh, I want to say a yacht, but I'm not. <laughs> so like maybe just don't even waste the time. So I've been waiting for this one. A lot of times I don't, you know, it's all like positive, 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 but I got some shit. I'm pissed off. I was hanging with some cool people. Got to go do a show with a couple of my mentors, with a good friend to Carl Williams, with my mentor. Uh, and I'll say this. I'll say this. He don't even know if he is or not, but Deion Cole. Uh, and then got to do a show with Snoop Dogg. And man, I just loved it. It really opened my eyes to like true don't give a fuckness. And that's what made me be like, hey, I'm going to just say what the fuck ever fuck I want to say what you're going to do about it. I'm still going to create, still going to push shit out. And the people who fuck with me going to keep fucking with me because I stand up for what I fucking believe in. And those who don't, I never needed you. I want you to make sure you understand that. It's not McDonald's. It's not Burger King when it comes to me and my business and my art. It's not you come in here and order what you want and tell me what I say and what I don't say. I create my shit that I want to create, my art, and then if somebody wants to come pick it up because it's beautiful and it's high quality, they are welcome to it. But you are never allowed to tell me what I should say or what I'm about. And I know you're like, oh, you telling us what to do. Yeah, bitch. Because <laughs> it's the right. Because I'm fucking right. And you're a fucking idiot trying to claim victimization all the time. It's not fucking segregation when it's by choice. Segregation is when it's something you can't do anything about and people fucking judge you and prevent you from living your life because of it. Now, if you make the choice that you don't want to help other people, you don't want to be a part of the solution, well, then, bitch, you are part of the problem. And then I'm excited. I don't wish you COVID death, but <laughs> I almost did. Ah, <laughs> uh, just be yourself, be positive, help other people, please. Stop just thinking about. I mean, truly, stop being a fucking coward, you fucking pussy. Who are you? Just scared of a fucking needle? You scared you of a vaccine? That's what you fucking scared of. Oh no, I'm in my personal freedom. You da, 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 da. You're a coward. You're either uh, ignorant or you're a coward. So either get smart or get brave and join us over here where we're having good times. Like with our friend. Man, sometimes you just meet people and I'm like, how can my life get any better? You know, 
just from the things I love and enjoy and the things that I'm about. And some of the things people told me that were a waste of my time or uh, told me were a detriment to my family. So I could not imagine what this man's life was like having to um, provide for his family, provide for his parents, provide for his life based off of something that was illegal, something that could get you in trouble. And it's something that we've seen all over. And he's aware of how blessed he is. And I think just as, as we get further and further in the legalization of marijuana, as we get further and further into the destigmatization. Oh, God, I almost had it right. You know the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> just know I'm trying to lead that with stuff like Child 420, but we got to make sure we get all these brothers and sisters and people of color who are arrested over drugs, over marijuana, over fucking selling a plant, for over being a farmer. We get these people out of the, these jails because it, it, it doesn't make any common sense. It is legalized slavery. It is there to just provide labor at a low cost for people so that we can buy some fucking Wayfair and whatever the fuck products who fucking buy that shit. Uh, and I think that's the first move, right? So let's stop buying that shit off of people who make prison labor. Look it up. Give it a goog. Uh... But either way, this man makes some of the best, if not the best, marijuana I've ever smoked. Uh, he's a real cool dude. Uh, you might have, you probably, if you've ever had some OG Kush, you probably have enjoyed this man's work. If you ever listened to The Chronic 2000, was it 2001? I don't remember the name of it. The second Chronic album. His weed was all over that album. The man had now has his own store here in Los Angeles, one of the best facilities I've ever visited in my life. He brought me presents. <laughs> and most of all, I just got to sit down with, uh, I mean, he's a visionary. A, a visionary, a true, uh, uh, intelli- just true intelligence on um, every level. And I hope you all enjoy our conversation. With Wonder Brett Feldman. Enjoy it. Okay, let's get going. Brett, thank you for coming here. Thank you for all the beautiful gifts that you have given uh, that you brought to me that I did not expect. I thought maybe you bring me one or two things. Halston mentioned it, and I was like, maybe he will. But you brought me a plethora of things, and I just want to get that out of the way to say thank you because I feel like you should always say thank you. Um, and then I want to start. <laughs> thank you. How I start my podcast is with praise and just by telling you why I wanted you you here um and this is gonna take a bit so please continue grinding um i've just recently found out about you but although once i found out more about you i realized that you have done so much work that i knew of that you the og kush uh, that everyone was talking about with the eminem the dr dre's everything that that was you i didn't know that that was you so that's amazing to me but then more than that 
um, I found out about you after I was hosting the Chop 420 show and I started getting invited to these weed dinners uh, where they're infusing the food and it's so much fun, so excellent. And I might start hosting one myself. So come on out to that. Um, and it was the same time that Seth Rogen's houseplant was just starting to come out and I was very excited about it. And I was like, this is going to be so fun and so elegant. And I got my first batch of houseplant and I loved it. I liked the pancake ice. I liked the Diablo. I blew in. I liked everything about it. And then I went to this dinner and they had this, this, this other company that I hadn't heard of before. Wonder Bread, your company. And we started smoking the Grapes of Wrath. We started smoking the Lemon OZK. And I was like, this is some of the most, I literally came in there with my houseplant being like, I'm not even probably smoking this other weed. I'm probably just going to smoke what I have. And then I was like, I opened it and I smelled the Lemon OZK. And I was like, oh, okay, let me let me give this a shot. And then I was like, well, guess I'm smoking this today instead. And I've gotten other batches. And this is no disrespect to Houseplant at all. I think they're doing some great work and doing some great work and moving things forward. But I found some inconsistency from batch to batch. Whereas with your product, sir, every single jar I have gotten has been wonderful. It smelled delicious and it's tasted even better. And I say all that to say that's not even the reason why I wanted you on the podcast. The reason why I wanted you on the podcast is that we met, you were nice enough to take me on a tour of your establishment, which, um, it's one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen on on any industry. I've been to several studios. I've been to several, uh, uh, factories. I've been to a lot of different, different companies, different industries. And it was one of the most impressive professional environments um, and positive environments that I had been around. And that was when I first was like interested in you as a person. And then you um, were staying next door to the comedy store on Father's Day. And you, um, I was on the lineup and you just hit me up and was like, Hey, can, can I come see you do comedy? And, and I came over to make sure you got in. And then, um, you came over with your wife and, and your daughter and, um, your daughter was so smart and knew so much about comedy and your wife was so nice. And so, uh, down to earth. And then that, that was when I was like, Oh, this guy might be a fun, nice guy. Maybe he's not like, which is always so fun to me because I just think even I, as a person who enjoys marijuana very much every day, still sometimes looks at like someone who 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 would sell a large amount of marijuana is like, oh, that guy's like Scarface. That guy's like this. That guy's like that. I don't know. But then when I met you and I was like, this guy is like a freaking family man whose daughter is so you could you I judge people by their kids and just just spending a few minutes talking to your daughter I was like oh he must she he has she has a great family life she feels good at home she feels safe at home and she's able to be herself and she's able to learn and grow and so that must mean these are these are some good people man thank you so much for that it's it's a it's I try really hard to um like embody certain things, right? Like mm -hmm. these like things in the brand. And it's just, it's how we built really good close friends and stuff and had like the same people working with us for 15, 20 years and build a really successful team is like, I love seeing people smile, uh, having a good time at work. And it's like, it all just comes out of respect and love and like honesty and transparency and these things like, 
And I just try to embody that into the weed and into all my friends and to my kids and my wife. I'm my wife is like she deserves the gold medal. Like I get all this credit, but like she makes it possible because she's so supportive. Uh, and my daughters, too. I mean, they're so funny and like talented, like they put me to shame. Like, like, <laughs> like I think of myself as a pretty creative guy, like but like. They're like already my my fourteen year old's already written like two books, like I made her write a book because she wanted a cell phone. Mm. I was like, I want a real book, like I want fourteen chapters, and she reads books constantly. And then my youngest, uh, it was ten, she's like amazing on the piano, like, and I consider myself a pretty decent musician and music producer, aspiring music producer. Never really got to the level I want. I kind of had to put it to the side when the the weed stuff really started to take off. Mm -hmm. And I I really appreciate all those kind words. Like, and uh, I feel like that same thing when I like talk to you, like the way that you project this positive energy, it's like, it's the kind of stuff that I need in my life all the time. Like the, just even the title of this show, like feeling better. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get it right. <laughs> I, I didn't get it right. It's wrong. It's getting better. Oh, getting but better. I love that you are. But even still, it's fun. Will you get this man an ashtray hall thing? Can you look around there? I think there should be one right near you. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but that's how I feel when I was like, man, I met you and I was like, oh, this seems like just a dude that I would have hung out with in high school, you know? Like, oh, yeah. We would definitely been smoking a lot of weed. We would have gotten a lot of trouble too, probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so let's, I mean, I want to ask you so many questions. I do want to ask you more about your wife and your family, but let's back up and talk about um, your love of marijuana when it got started um, mm. and just how it grew from there wow it's like uh so i had been diagnosed uh a dyslexic and add and i was pretty out of control uh young kid like every dumb thing you could think of i did it like i stuck the key into the light into the the socket shocked myself you know <laughs> like me like my dad got me a bb gun when i was like nine years old i shot out every light light in the neighborhood until they took it away and then he snapped it over his knee and then I found weed at like 13, which I grew up in like the that D.A.R.E. program mm-hmm. where we're like, I really thought weed was like cocaine. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up watching A-Team and Miami Vice and these shows where weed was depicted just like you were a hardcore criminal, you know? So I, uh, I found out that my sister was smoking weed when I was like 13 and I was like crying. You know, like she's going to OD and kill herself and this and that. And then like I had this talk with my parents and uh, my sister and they were like, nah, like we doesn't do that. And apparently I was a little slow or whatever, but the whole family was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> like even my mom and my dad, everybody was smoking. Not really like, like they come from, you know, this catering background. We were like this, you know, um, Jewish deli. Like my grandfather had a, a deli in New York and then my dad opened up a deli out here and we worked in that family business for like, you know, 15 years until they shut the business down. And, um, and that's kind of how I got into the weed business too, was like, I started smoking weed and realizing that like, okay, these pills and drugs they were giving me this Ritalin was like poison and, and not right for me. And when I started smoking weed, I started to see this like slow down or I could have like a, a more of a view of like from like a higher elevation down on my 
myself mm -hmm. and like and start to just look at myself in a different way and then get like a clarity and uh, a focus I just didn't get like ever in life until I started smoking weed. It was like the first time I blew out weed, it hit me so instantaneously. I was like, oh, I love this. This mm -hmm. is like immediately, this was for me. Mm -hmm. It was like no doubt at all. I had the greatest time getting stoned the first time. So, yeah, I was very similar with that. I think um, for a person who works in entertainment and stuff, like I think a lot of people do those. Like I always had a lot of social anxiety. I always uh, just, was afraid that people were judging everything that I said a lot of times and smoking weed on, it always made me be like, I don't care. Like, I still do that though. Yeah. I still like in my head replay all the things I said all day and like, Oh, was, did they take that rude? Like I'm way too much in my head all the time. Like that still like, well, sometimes you can't, you, you can't, you can't good away from good therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's a gift and a curse of like caring so much, you know, yes. like you're like, you're so over the, you're like, oh, you can't make everybody happy. That's what I've realized. No matter how hard I've tried in my life, mm -hmm. I've always tried to have been that person who's really accommodating and been the mediator between a lot of people and bringing groups together and keeping them together. Like mm -hmm. when groups are like having tension, I'm like, let's have a really good conflict re resolution quickly so that this can be solved and mm -hmm. we can be a tight unit again. Because if you just let stuff fester at all, like, becomes worse no absolutely i've just been a big it was helped me um i like to take just inspiration from so many different places whether it's wrestling marijuana uh just general sports uh and i think something that's helped me get over that a little bit i still carry with me is just like i just use this mantra of like i just leave it on the leave it on the court you know like i i give my all during that time and i'm sure i might have made a mistake i'm sure i made a wrong play yeah. everybody makes a wrong play but i don't i just i leave it on the court because i know i gave my all that's my i mean that's my favorite thing is like if i don't if i if i have to carry it later then i know i fucked up you know when i'm like oh i should have at least tried this I, and i used to be like that with my comedy um i'd be so rigid about like i'm gonna say this 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 and this and then if i would get inspired to say something else and i'd let the moment pass and that and that's when i would spend the whole day being like why didn't you fucking just swing why didn't you swing you could have missed who knows but like mm -hmm. you should have just swung it would have been more fun for you <laughs> you know you like to live that gamble yeah like that that like let's see if i can do it because i'm i feel that same way too like i don't feel like uh of course you get a little nervous on certain things like even come on to this podcast i was like wow this is a whole nother level for for me as a um as a person and it was like that's a, interesting to me because i wouldn't think that because i see you and then i see justin bieber at your store and i was like oh he doesn't even have time for my little podcast oh god come on man am i am i this is where conan sit is yeah well conan no sit? we went to his place we went to conan's place but that's where stone Dude. cold steve austin sat okay okay <laughs> you know what i mean like so i mean listen like uh i'm still coming up and and you know what i mean like the stature the brand is so much bigger than i think um than I can really understand right now, mm -hmm. like the way that things are moving. And um, I haven't been on the process that what I haven't had a chance to look back and be like, what am I right now? Mm. Where am I at? Or what, you know, what is it? And and it's, I just always had this for years is this, this like going back to um, starting weed and all this. And like my parents, they were, my life was, we started out kind of poor 
And then they did really well. And my mom became like vice president of Bugle Boy, like zipper suits and all that parachute pants when Michael Jackson was popping. And no, all, what? I had like trash bags full of all me and my friends were walking around on Halloween, all Michael Jackson thriller, zipper jacket suits, <laughs> every size you could imagine. So, I mean, I had a nice little up and then we had my parents and trusted the wrong people put all their money into this investment and they lost everything. Mm. So we had this nice like trajectory and then it all went really bad. And that was right around when I was like started to smoke weed at like 13 and 14. And um, so it was like a struggle. We lost our house. We lost, you know, some, you know, it was like a traumatic time. Your, you know, parents fight when there's financial yeah, issues. Of course. And um, so it was like, it was a really weird, chaotic time. And it kind of just, I thought my life was going to go a certain way when I was 14 and then it went a completely different way from that point on. And it really involved weed and like this role reversal of like my parents couldn't pay the bills and I started to have to make money off of weed. And then it just kept going further and further into that zone and having to like pay for the family mm -hmm. and pay for like, you know, it that aspect I'm really proud of that I was able to do it, but it was like, it really, when I look back at it, like, it shotgunned me into life like so fast, yeah. like, like into a new place that like, it was like sink or swim. And for whatever reason, I took that responsibility on, uh, and I, I wear it in a certain way of in, like an intensity mm -hmm. that might come across sometimes, but mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's what drives me still today mm -hmm. of like the, the idea of like my kids and me losing everything and them watching that traumatic scenario. So I'm like, I'm just driven out of, certain you know like almost like a a fear you know of like like it could lose it all no i i very much understand that um and so i will tell you and, and relate to you my story that's similar in, in that way um but i want to back up and just go because you were like oh I, i'm not quite sure like you like the brand's so big, and I don't understand what it, what it exactly is right now. And I I can't tell you that. Obviously, you probably you know your brand with me, but from the outside, from what I see and what I think makes me bonded to it is that like there's other companies, right? And they're like big because they are steadily in the hip hop game as well. Are there like you, you can understand that like Houseplant would come out of nowhere and be big because it's just straight up about entertainment. Or you got, you know, Jungle Boys out here and they do great work. I think what you represent is quality. It's quality. Thank and you. it's good stuff. And you when you see quality, you like quality. And I bond to that just because that's been my brand i don't have a like oh i'm this i'm not like you know out like i always say like my first agent was always like well you're too white for the black you're too black for the white you do this da, da, da. You're like i don't know how to sell you and i'm like i'm quality i'm good good people who like good shit will like me mm -hmm. and that's what i try to do and i think that's what you do um and then just to go back and talk about like i mean that's <laughs> such an amazing story to go from like that teenage time and that's such a um like defining time for you where you're like oh i'm taken care of i'm fine my parents are doing fine we got the family deli i'm sure like they, it seems like uh they would have instilled a work ethic in you where you learn your business sense from that but you're like oh it go it takes a big shift to go from like oh i'm taken care of and we're good and we're kind of getting towards upper middle class or whatever or upper class and then you have to go to oh 
I got to take care of things. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress. And I I relate to that just from, you know, my mom was a single parent. She was in an abusive relationship. I grew up very fast. I had my son very early when I was uh, 20. And then I got to, you know, get sole custody of him. And my, uh, when I was moving out here to LA and I think that's like where a lot of my drive was, was like, I was like, I'm not here to play. I'm not here to fuck around. I'm not here to meet people. I'm not here to go to parties. I'm here to feed my son. And even talk to my acting coach. She, she said, she said the same thing. She goes like, she's like, I just knew she's like, I never had to worry about you because she's like, when you moved out here, you just had a look in your eyes of you had to make it work. That mm-hmm. There was no other option for you. And that's when you do that, it usually works out. <laughs> My college roommate uh, gave me a great phrase in college. And it was because he was a swimmer in, in, in high school. And uh, and I always carry it. And I credit to him. He made this shirt, actually. Uh, he makes all like my nice custom shirts that you know, maybe people notice um, or they don't. But um it was always, you know, save nothing for the swim back. And it's, it's, that's what it's always been is like, there is no turning back. We're out in the middle of the ocean and it's sink or swim. And you better, if you want to make it, you got, you got to just do it. You got to power through. And, um, that's like a, it's a survival mindset, you know, that like you have to have programmed in you. And I don't think it comes like, unless I don't think you get that unless you had to go through some hardships like every bad thing that ever happened to me that led up to my life, that everything like it's, it's only prepared me mm-hmm. for this moment to be here, like to be ready for it. Like I wasn't ready for any of this five years ago. Mm-hmm. If I thought I was, I was delusional, mm-hmm. you know, and I still have lots of delusional dreams and aspirations and, and uh, of what I want to take this to. But um, like, it's, I think that, that you have to go through some bad stuff like i when i hear your story like your son and you being 20 and the responsibility that you that you took on like as a a parent and as a man and didn't run from that and the way that you have this like positive demeanor and tone in your voice like like i was just thinking on the way here man the the gps in my car like if it was ron's voice like (laughs) it would be so much more relaxing in traffic you know because you project this confidence and positivity that like you have to be conscious conscious of like, cause you could choose to do be anybody you want. Mm. You could choose to be a dickhead. You could choose to do this, but you have this very like humble, earnest quality and tone that I really like. That's, that speaks to me in the biggest way. Cause like even as flashy as the brand is with all the colors and the, how like we we try to get attention, but we're trying to like keep, stay low key. But it's always like the product is always supposed to speak for itself. It's not supposed to be me. Like Wonder Brett is so much bigger than me. Like there is a passionate army of like over 150 employees in that Long Beach facility. There's a whole bunch of people in the Santa Barbara farm. There's a whole bunch of people at our store, and it's like everybody gives me all this credit. Like, oh, you're the OG. This it's like yeah, some of that, right? Mm-hmm. But this is like my partners deserve so much credit that mm-hmm. they're not here to sit and, and talk about. Like, so I just feel like that whole, that is where I'm like people that have that quality. Like I'm like, 
that's the people that I, I look up to, you know, like I get that from you a lot when I hear your voice and how you just, you just, you're just doing it right, man. Like, I appreciate mm. that. Cause I feel, uh, you know, same ups and downs, same failures where I'm like, but, uh, I think again, taking things from sports, watching Giannis, watching the Milwaukee Bucks thing, thing and just seeing how many people counted them out and was like, Oh, Giannis could never win a championship in Milwaukee. He could never be a number one. Oh, this and that, this and that. And then just seeing a humble, nice kid win. And I'm just, mm sitting there i mean i was in the gym today and anytime i was feeling weak i just go Giannis. Yeah, <laughs> just because I, was that's like- dope. That's dope. <laughs> I need to get in the gym like I, I need to carve out time for myself in that sense like mm. I, it, it right now it's i haven't been taking any like it, it, an hour i need yeah it's something. a balance burnout is real no matter what no matter if you're smoking a bunch of weed what you do that's the thing that my mom always said she's all like she will she'd go smoking weed is not resting yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's right she's right <laughs> she's right man seriously like <sighs> deep breath huh yeah <laughs> it's, it's, i mean okay. the whole day has just been like a constant race even to get here on time, I was like, "Well, you're in a good you know. spot now. I'm not going to rush you." Oh man, it feels good. It feels good to be here. Yeah, hanging man. out with you. No, I just say that you got, especially, um, because you got so many. Yeah, I've been near the facility, and that was the thing that struck me. Are you okay, Halston? You're getting. <laughs> <laughs> You just need to open a window. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time. Not for me. I'm just preparing out the room. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You you do. You're passionate, nice, great, smiley people over there. When I was over there hanging out for the day. Um, And I'm assuming, yeah, they wouldn't want you burning out. And you got to take time for yourself. You got to be willing to relax a little bit and um, give yourself some credit in the the amount of work that you put in and enjoy your time with your beautiful family. You got to be able to balance that out a little bit. I I have to. This past month, though, I really it's been so out of whack. Like, I feel terrible. Like, I just went on this three day little uh, trip to Tahoe with my family and I was such a miserable grump <laughs> like i couldn't i couldn't control myself it was terrible like we had good time but half the time i was like i couldn't stop thinking about uh all the stuff the issues that mm-hmm. you know we have to deal with on a daily business daily uh, uh basis yeah daily basis exactly uh and it's i really uh i do have to find some better way to deal and uh you know make make a, a i feel terrible i feel like i ruined the whole weekend for my family like like even on the way back i apologized 20 times you know like i was like i'm so sorry but like i've done that before i ruined uh, uh oh i don't even want to say it because if my wife listens to the podcast she's gonna be why'd you bring that up now i'm sad again uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. my wife is just starting to get over it today you know like because it's we just got back on monday and uh you know life is just crazy you know like I really like the challenges, though, of what it throws you, these curveballs. Like, if it wasn't, like, constantly chaos, it'd be boring. Yeah. I like, so I like the challenges, but sometimes they make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not going to say, you know, there's any times where I'm like, this this is a terrible situation. 
I want to thank our sponsor, Greensmith Farm CBD, for supporting the podcast and helping people feel good. Greensmith Farm makes the best all-natural craft hemp CBD products, including CBD oil and CBD gummies. If you've wanted to try CBD, but you don't know where to start, you're confused about it, well... Greensmith Farm is the perfect place to try CBD for yourself. You know what you're getting with their oils and edibles. They are committed to clear and informative labels, and all their products are tested by independent labs for both potency and purity. Now, every Greensmith Farm package tells you exactly how much CBD and other cannabinoids you'll be getting and how much is in each serving, and that is important. Important. We are trying to break that stigma of people just being overserved and overdosed on things. And I want to thank the people at Greensmith Farms for being a part of that. I got a package from them with some oils, with some tinctures, with some gummies. And before I could even get into them, my wife grabbed them from me. And she doesn't even mess with THC, but she is about that CBD because she gets the lower back problems sometimes. And you know how sometimes you you know it sometimes it's just one of them days that a girl goes through <laughs> and i want to thank greensmith farms cbd products for being there for us both of us <laughs> during that time for our listeners you can get 20 percent off your order with code funches at checkout go to greensmithfarmshemp.com and enter code funches at checkout for 20 percent off your order that is greensmithfarmshemp.com and use that code Funches for 20% off at checkout. Did your wife grow up with marijuana in her family and her run, or did she just f- fall for you and then now this is part of her life? It's the, yeah. She came from a very different upbringing. Uh, her, her mom and dad are like American, like storybook type, you know, like her mom was a school teacher, uh, probably never smoked ever, and her dad was a, you know, helicopter pilot in in Vietnam and a Marine. Well, I hope and, he and, wasn't smoking at that and time. He was, yeah, he probably wasn't either. And he's and and, and they're like, you know, then he became uh, air traffic controller. And he's just someone that's very, uh, like, they followed the rules. They never broke the rules. This is how the system works. You go to this job every day. You get a pension, and and that was their view on life, and and it still is like their view on life. And um, and my parents were like these entrepreneurs. They were risk takers. So it's just totally different. Right. And um, they're religious. They go to church. And, and my parents were like, my dad was Jewish. My mom was Catholic. They're like, we're celebrating Hanukkah and Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not really taking it that serious. Except for like when we go to like, you know, family dinners or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, OK, yeah. You know, but like, yeah, it's uh, they I didn't tell my late my my wife's. Uh, um, my father-in-law or my my mother-in-law she never found out what i was doing ever even mm-hmm. she passed away a few years of cancer a few years ago from cancer mm-hmm. she was uh she deserves she was a saint she is like a a woman that was this ultimate giving constantly to the very end and uh and her her and, and hank her father the same way uh great people um my parents same way constantly giving and, and embracing people helping people um, my dad just passed away about three months ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's very hard. Uh, but, you know, I know he's looking down super proud. And uh, I'm just so blessed to uh, have made it this far. Like all these, like, things that could have went so wrong in my life for all the 
the things that I put myself into dangerous situations in the weed world, uh, being robbed uh, at gunpoint, like all these things just, I'm just very lucky to have made it this far mm-hmm. and ended up with such a great wife and a uh, circle of friends around me and partners that like, it really, it's, it's like a, it's one of those things where you're like, I couldn't, you couldn't recreate this. Like, you know, if, if you tried in a million years, cause it's, it, it's just a whole bunch of people that are at the right place, the right time aligned and passionate and have the right, like, moral compass at the same time and integrity Mm -hmm. like we're all real focused on the same thing for the right reasons and i think that's like like a championship team like Mm -hmm. you can only a championship team is only a championship team for so long and then you know it's like people get old Mm -hmm. you know or teams break up and that's one of my biggest fears is like so many cannabis brands that i saw coming up that were way bigger than ours when we were a few years ago they all just imploded their teams infighting ego, these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's one of the things that it's like, never want to see that happen to our team. Like this is such a championship championship team. Like all we have to do is hold it together. I yeah. hope so. Cause I would be hate to get rid of all these delicious flavors that you guys are bringing forth. It's so wonderful. Uh, and then uh, I do want to dive into that a little bit more, if you don't mind, because of, uh, uh, before legalization, because like you said, you you've been uh, you know dealing with marijuana since you were a teenager. Once you when things went south with your parents, and you talked about how your 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 brand your your style has always been about honesty, integrity, being upfront, and those are some of the things that I would have considered the opposite of with the marijuana community uh, even today. So, so there are a few select right that mm. that live by that code and those rules of like we don't we try to leave it better than we found it, do no harm, and and include people and and uplift them like. Everybody who works in our company for years, whether they were in the company before the company existed, everybody's life got better because we all worked together. And it was like, it's hard to, to do that. It's just hard. That's why it's not common. Like it's not why that so many teams of people are working together in masses or like there's not so many like Wu Tangs or the Migos are so special because like, imagine those three guys working together the way that they do when they could have the, biggest egos Mm -hmm. you know like so if you can get people aligned in certain interests you can get there a lot faster and you got to realize you just can't do everything by yourself Mm. it's not a one-man team it's a it's a you know group effort and um when you're trying to do something really big and something that's it's so like unknown how this all really is going to pan out like the whole cannabis thing like you're just using your crystal ball trying to figure this out you know and you're using your intuition and these things but um in the cannabis space like there were lots of bad actors and there still are lots of bad actors that don't have those same like core values that we were talking about uh but there are some that have lived by that for years and that's it's this tight community of people that know like these guys have been here for 20 years doing good business go try and find somebody that says something bad about them you can't because we work so hard to protect our reputation because our reputation was everything. There is no credit cards at the bank for weed guys. It's you want to borrow 50 grand? Well, I for hear from him that you didn't pay him back the 20 you took from you got to you borrow, you pay back. You you straight it's almost like a you know, just a unwritten rules of these this game when you play the game right. 
you know, and some people don't know how to play the game right, and mm-hmm. some people do. So, well, and also one thing that I liked about you when we went on the tour, and just even you now, just talking about uh, leaving it better, and you found it, is that you really take the farming aspect of it seriously as far as maintaining quality and like we talked about before where the difference between batches being inconsistent (laughs) for different brands as they get bigger and bigger because they're outsourcing farms or doing different things whereas i haven't found any of that with with your Mm -hmm. your product um so can you talk a bit about your love of of just the farming aspect of it yeah that's like that's like i'm funny because i gloss over it like it's well, because it to me, it's just a given now. Like it's a standard quality QC standard that we have set for our brand that we will never package anything that doesn't meet that standard. If it doesn't meet that standard, we're going to do something else with that product. Maybe it'll go to an edible or we'll bulk sale it to some other brand that wants a white label situation. There's options for products that don't meet the quality level. And um, we don't outsource any product from anybody. No one else grows our product for us. These are the things that you have to control to have a, what I can call a brand. Like people expect a brand to have a promise behind it of consistency. Um, these these things are just inherent. Like Nike, you just know. Tesla, you just know. These things are inherent. So for us to be ever viewed as that level of like execution and craftsmanship and and uh, we would have to always execute. And even like, you know, 20 years ago in like 98, like me and my friends, like we were the ones that were always searching for the best weed. Like we were searching for the Northern Lights and the Purple Haze and the Skunk and all the stuff that was in Humble. And I went to college in Humble because I was such a weed guy. You know, like it was just, I have a passion for genetics and flavor. And the flavor is what drives me. It's like I'm discovering new fruits. Mm-hmm. It's like God or the universe or nature, all these things working together have left this little toolkit for us to play with. And we're just playing with their tools and we're just discovering. And it's like to share these great discoveries with the masses is what my goal is. And so if it's it comes back to that work ethic from my dad's catering business and um, – you're delivering food and every experience has to be really good. So you can't miss, you know, you're doing somebody's wedding or Mm. whatever these things are. It's like you got one shot presentation experience, everything has to be there. That is built into the brand, the art, the capsule, all these things. Like, so I just want the quality to always just be this given thing now. And the rest of it's just like, what else am I getting on top of this quality is like the lifestyle, the, the feel the experience, like, you know, when you drive a Tesla, you're getting a certain type of car, but there's just other aspects to that whole car that is our bonuses. And it's like building, building in those values is the fun, creative part of like, like if you and I did a collaboration strain one day and they That's are one of my biggest yeah. dreams in life. Okay. That's one of my biggest <laughs> dreams in life, Halston. You know that about me. So, okay. So, you know, we, we struck nerve. So this is like, to me, puts a big smile on my face because I can imagine all these creative ideas that you would have to want to put into this experience. And that to me is like making a movie or an album or something like that, because I've always fancied myself too, as a musician or a music producer. And that's kind of what I spent half my life doing was making music uh, around people and, 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 and making growing weed. And weed was this 
door it, the weed opened up every door mm -hmm. all the best producers musicians everybody i was able to hang out with all these guys right yeah that's when i always get excited when i see a burner album mm -hmm. i'm always like well he could get every he get anybody on his album <laughs> totally and and burner you know the props to burner and cookies and be real and all the other guys out there that are they're building you know a big organization and, and trying to elevate this to another level um <clears throat> they been they made you know a bigger road uh, a, a, a little highway they they built it into like a eight lane highway and now guys like me can come in and do certain things behind what they built you know so they really help establish um what I, you know the uh, roadmap for even guys like me even though i had a very different vision with the way my branding is and strains and the mm -hmm. way we approach things but it's like you got to respect the hustle and the vision they had too that led us to where I could be here too. Oh, absolutely. So, so. Uh, let's talk about what your, what your goals are. That's what we like talking about on this podcast. Very goal oriented podcast. So for your company, for yourself, for your family, for your health, for your spirit, whatever you are comfortable sharing. Man, as you are like a wordsmith. That was such an amazing presentation of words. Well, I've done it 160 <laughs> times now. <laughs> so smooth, man. It's so smooth. Uh, my, like I have, I do have a lot of aspirations and goals and that are very uh, lofty. And, and that's how I think I got here. Cause I dream really big always. And I'm like, well, why can't I like, if anybody else can do it, like I can do it too. And they're breathing the same air. You know, maybe I could, never will be LeBron or, you know, I can't, I'm never going to do the jump or dunk like that, but there's other things that I could be great at. Mm. And, um, and besides weed too, I have other aspirations as well with, you know, just, you know, I want to hear a song that I made on the radio one day. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to write a TV show or a, a movie or something like that. I love the arts. Uh, I like anybody who's doing their craft at a very high level. Like mm -hmm. I can appreciate what it takes to like have that mental focus mm -hmm. and the years of dedication to hone that craft in and like, you know, kind of sculpt yourself into that, what you wanted to be, you know, and have people actually see you the way you want to be seen, mm. you know, and, and then go, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that too. Like, so those things are there. My family, <clears throat> I just want them to stay healthy. I love my uh, my daughters, uh, Bridget and Colette. Shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> my wife, Lee, uh, she's an amazing person. And, um, you know, I just want all my friends and family to be healthy. Uh, my goals and aspirations are to, like, you know, through the work we're doing with cannabis, um, it's to kind of, like, change the culture of certain things. And hopefully through changing that culture, it, it changes the world a little bit in a certain mm -hmm. way. It's like these, you know, we can have these very idealistic like goals of, you know, uh, giving back in different ways or trying to, you know, I still have a childlike mind in the sense of like, I want world peace. Like, can we get rid of guns? Like, can we have a holiday where like everybody's like, yeah, it's like the opposite of shooting day. You know, like we it's no like one the shoots anti purge. A, yeah, like no one shoots a gun for any reason on this one. The day. binge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like I would love to see an initiative like that come to fruition or something like that. We just had a a meeting in the company, and like we're finally at a place where we're like, 
we're getting kind of stabilized and we're going to figure out how to do some programs where like for every box that we sell um, that we're going to give back a certain equal amount, you know, in this, or if you buy a, one of our shirts, we're going to donate a shirt to this or mm. really focus on like food banks and stuff like that and feeding people. Um, like it's just, there's like so many people on the other side of this planet or just even around the corner under the freeway pass that mm-hmm. are like, just, they're not living. Uh, I don't know. It, they're just not living the right. I, if they want to live that way, that's their choice. But I don't think people really want to live that way. Uh, I don't think that's, a. I think it's kind of a cop out when people say that, like that, that okay, well I can't help mm-hmm. because they want that. Like, well, maybe some people want to go down a dirty rabbit hole too, but like, I don't for them, the, the masses, I don't think in general don't want that. I think they they just had a bad turn in life and they need help. And uh, I just can't imagine that this society is so advanced. There's so many wealthy people. We have to solve this problem. If you drive around in L.A., yeah, the homeless problem has gotten extremely bad. Uh, you know, the mental health, all these things from COVID or mm-hmm. the pandemic, like even myself, like you have to say that even myself, like I could like. Like I'm above it or something. You know what I mean? Like when the pandemic hit, it I never had a panic attack in my life or anxiety in my life till the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Like when they started shutting everything down and I started thinking, oh man, like I worked so hard and now we're going to lose it all because I can't even go to the grow mm-hmm. and water the plants. So here goes 30,000 plants dead tomorrow mm-hmm. in the next 12 hours. That thought went through my head and it spiraled me into an anxiety attack that I never felt breathing issues or anything like that it was like and i really understand what anxiety meant after that moment and i've even still battled you know moments of it over the past you know whatever it is 18 months however this has been going um and it's still not over it seems like no. you know it's you know uh it's your choice out there but i recommend getting the vaccine like i went and did it i I'll say it. You know, yeah, like, I mean, I'm going to go further. Just say, if you enjoy my podcast, go give You can't even listen to it if you're not vaccinated. You, you, It, it should stop playing for you if you are not vaccinated. And, that, and that's coming from me, who you know is a very big conspiracy theorist. If they're putting microchips in the fucking thing, then just fucking deal with it. You're going to have to take it. You're carrying around microchips in your phone all the time anyway. Who gives a fuck? Quit acting like a fucking idiot. But back to you. <laughs> I, I'm second the notion there. I don't really like political, but man, like I want this to be over, and I want, uh, you know, if uh, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. You know, like I went and did it immediately, and uh, that's you know personal choice. So, but, no, uh, absolutely. Uh, but <laughs> but, <laughs> but at I the same like- time. Help other people yeah. by getting vaccinated so we can go outside and have fun instead of being worried. I mean, I've, I've been going through some of the similar things where I, you know, I, I have dealt with anxiety before. I just know myself. I start to spiral when I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing next. So even like I've been trying to embrace the fact that I'm like, oh, I'm going on vacation in a week. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation now. I'll just say like <laughs> I have a little bit of the work to do, but I'm on vacation now. But every other day I'm like, okay, well, let me call my manager, make sure is everything okay? Are we doing something? Because I it because then I go, oh, wait, you're feeling like you're back at the pandemic because you don't know what you're doing tomorrow. You don't know what you're doing the next day. You don't ha- have nothing to do. And so I was like, oh, you're starting to freak you out again. Mm. Uh, and so it's something I think that we're just 
going to have to deal with. And that's one of my major things about not going back to normal was that I think um, what I like to do a lot of time is just like a lot of and what you're doing with marijuana is revealing truths. These aren't like changing the way things are. These are it's just true that like they've just been lying about you know the the benefits of this plant what it can do for you how it can help you with so many things that um that they can't sell you so then they you know and they don't if they could sell it to you in a pill if they could sell something that addiction that gets you addicted to it that they can control then they're all for it but when it's a plant that's not as easy controllable suddenly it's, it's a bigger deal it's something that you got that it has to be illegal and i think as we move forward with everything with the pandemic, when it review, reveals these truths of like, you don't need to work a 40 hour work week that you can, if that's your choice and that's what you're into, that's fine. But that there's a whole world of opportunities to make money based off your craft, based off your passions, based off your your natural skills. And you also are like, well, why would I not be smoking marijuana? It's fucking natural and normal. Again, if you just walk through your facility, it's like if I walked through a place that was making cocaine or heroin, I'm sure I would not have felt as happy and nice <laughs> to be there. No. I probably no. would have had to be naked because they yeah. would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we normally are naked there. When you came, we were like, oh, we got to put everybody on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... This whole thing, like, uh, I feel like <clears throat> it was such, there was a silver lining there. Like, I spent a lot more time with my daughter, who right at the age of like thirteen and fourteen, they start to kind. I already felt it right before the pandemic. She was like, or pandemic. She was like every weekend with her friends, and uh, and then when the pandemic hit, it was like we're all in the house together. I'm the only one who can go to work and drive back and forth. I'm the only one who goes to the grocery store. I'm the only one who has that pass to drive around and. And, uh, you know, from the, the cultivation, because it was like only you had to be, uh, what was it? Um, that was crazy. We went from like outlaws to essential overnight, mm. you know, like that was crazy with mm. being essential worker, you know, like driving from the valley down to Long Beach. It was like I'd see four cars on the freeway and on the morning going down there, and it would be like just like apocalyptic, spooky. You're like, whoa, you know, and um, but all of this, the silver lining, spending more time with my family, like. It, it is hard to go back to this like crazy pace hustle that, you know, and it's ramping up for me right now. Like if I want to push even harder and harder, like it's just about how much we can take, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you're in this moment of the world where you're like, how many opportunities in life do you have the opportunity to, to do something that, that you've dreamt to and push it to another level. So letting off the gas just seems counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. And it's like this opportunity right now is where people are either going to like repel or they're going to excel all the way and, and go even harder. And I just feel like this is my moment in life where I like I have to keep pushing harder to go to get past this point where I can maybe feel stabilized and be like, OK, my kids got their college money and this and that. And, you know, it's like we raise a bunch of money in the weed business to get this stuff going. People think you make you make a bunch of money immediately. You have, it takes a few years for you to break even, pay back your investors. Mm -hmm. We're still in that process. Mm -hmm. You know, we are a profitable company that is paying back our investors and doing, you know, going up the right way. But if I was, you know, the only way I would be able to get a big chunk of money is to sell the company right now. I don't want to sell a company. 
You know, like I want to keep building. This is like, I worked my whole life for this. And if I am going to sell it, it's like, I don't want to sell all of it. (laughs) 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 You know, like I'll sell a little piece and take some money off the table, maybe like, but, uh, you know, like people have no idea like how much pain and suffrage and sacrifice that all of my team and myself have gone through to build this and continue to do this every day. Like it is a grimy job. It's not, you know, it's, you're a farm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's hard work. It's backbreaking. Like my hands hurt, my back hurts, all my employees, hands and backs hurt, (laughs) you know, like our feet hurt from working all day and standing on our feet. It's a tough job. You have to be a glutton for punishment to love this and do it every day and, and want to keep doing it for years and years because of just what you know is at the end of the rainbow is such a good experience. Like, wow. I can't buy this quality weed anywhere. Like I have to create this, Mm -hmm. you know? So that part. That's beautiful, man. I think I really, I just relate that to that and just the art that I try to create. Um, cause that's a lot of why I got into comedy was that I wasn't seeing the stuff that I wanted to, to see. So I'm like, oh, if if I'm not seeing the things I want, I'll go and make the things that I want. And even now it's a struggle and difficult and I pitch things and I get so close to things and I'm almost at the, you know, I've been so close to making shows multiple times or I get one season of a show or I get a pilot through and then, uh, and then it goes away. But like you said, all of the failures, all of the things They've all been fun, first of all. And second, I think they're all preparing me for thinking. And and the same thing where I was like, I just like, I think the pandemic has helped me focus on like, this is what I love to do. This is what I enjoy. I like making people happy. I love telling my jokes and being on stage. And I like, um, I like helping people's dreams come true. Mm. That's one of my favorite things. I love it when I see people. I even told my wife yesterday, like we didn't even watch most of the finals game, um, but I tuned in the fourth quarter um, and just watched it. And then she just sees me. She's like, why are you so smiling? You're so smiley right now. And I was just like, I just, I, I love it. I go, I can, you can see, because I, I know the struggle. I know I know every bit of this up until this point. So, <laughs> so I just like seeing people get to that point because yeah. I want to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Like giving feels better than receiving, you know, and like you just talking about dream come true. Like being here is a dream come true to me. Like being at this level and being in like, you know, you're certifying me right now. Like you're putting me on the same level as you in a place and going, Hey, we're, we're on equal in this space right now. And that elevates me to where you are. It, that, that's crazy. Your ability to, to make, like I heard the podcast that you did with Conan. Cause my family are huge Conan O'Brien fans. We'll listen to all this, you know, podcast too. And when he was, you were on his podcast and talking about how you, you felt like he gave you that big bump when you were on his show. Right. And like, who knows, like maybe this is that first bump where like other people are like, Hey, yeah, like maybe we should interview him too. You know, like maybe he's interesting to, to be somebody who we just, it's, it's no longer just about the weed. I actually want to hear what he has to say as a person hmm. or like, you know, that type of thing. Cause people like yourself, comedians, actors, stuff like that. Like most people don't like you get to do, you get to use your mouth 
to create the universe you're living in. Like you've created this reality and you've spoken it into like, that's so powerful. Like, you know, like that's just, uh, you know, that's the, I think the magic of comedy or a TV show or anything like that. Like you're just manifesting like a, a song. You walk into a studio, there's nothing. All of a sudden you walk out, you're like sharing it with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And these things all bring people together. They're really fun. I think that like there's something just uh, innately like intuitive that like humans want to come together and have fun together and watch these things and share these experiences. And like weed does that too. Like Mm -hmm. it like you can take the, you know, two most odd people, someone lights a joint and then someone looks, can I hit that? And then all of a sudden, you know, you've brought people together and you can laugh and have these experiences and like, Mm that is uh that's all you got you know is experiences like you can't take any of this with you (laughs) couldn't say it anything better myself that's it exactly to me creating positive experience creating fun times whether it's when comedy i thank you with that that deep respect of comedy because or just art in general because that's how i feel and i think that is truly one of the best things in my life when i can go like man I didn't even, I just thought of that and I just made a group of people happy. Mm. And then I made that group of people happy and that gave me 15 or $50. And wow, a thought from my mouth turned into money, yeah. which then eventually turned into a house. <laughs> and then, you know, and it, so it's like, it's beautiful. Yeah. And you do the same thing. I mean, people get the inspirations they get, the 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 bonding they get, the create the things that you've helped create, whether it's through your your art or of music and or whether it's through your art of marijuana. Like you've been I mean, I've definitely written some jokes while smoking some of your stuff. So Okay, so that's a good topic right there. Cause I've been in a lot of the rooms where the vibe was whack. And then I brought the good weed and the the vibe went way up. And I feel like I that albums need to have vibe credits. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll do that for my next album or special. Yes. I'll, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, I'll just do that. I was thinking more Dr. Dre or somebody. No, like I remember. That. I know who you were thinking about. I know who you were talking about. But for future references, he didn't. I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find your stuff? Find if where's just the store? Where can they look at your products? Where can where, where mm. do you want them to go? So wonderbrat.com for our store, uh, to buy like you know, apparel and stuff like that and find out more information about the brand. Uh, we have our first retail that just opened up. Um, it's in Hollywood, La Brea, 314 La Brea, North La Brea. Great location. I would drove past there. It's right near the stand, the the the, the wine place that also usually has the burgers by Standings over there. Mm-hmm. That you right near the 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 California Chicken Cafe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Of, you can get all your shopping done. Get your Wonder Bread and go along your day. It's a beauty. It's a, it's a great location. Yeah. And again, another blessing like in disguise, like that social equity program that qualified us for the store, like. I had to get arrested to be able to qualify for that program. That happened to me, you know, right when my kid was born. It, you know, just these, like I said, again, another one of those, hey, you had to go through and take a huge hit, but it looked what it gave you later down the road because you just keep going. So Mm -hmm. that's just, you know, another blessing. 
that story. I didn't know about that. When were you arrested? Um, well, right when my first kid was born, who's now she's 14. So it was like 2005 or 2006. And, um, I was trying to do a good deed. I was my friend's band. I bought this, uh, CD burner. You can burn like 50 CDs and they're having the show the next night. And, uh, the Wi-Fi would only work for the laptop outside of my, when I was sitting outside for whatever reason. And it's like two in the morning. I'm trying to get this thing done. And of course, I'm the only one out there and the cops drive by and I just happen to have like weed in the trunk and, you know, they're like just wrong. They got me. Wrong place, wrong time. Mm, burning <laughs> CDs. <laughs> burning CDs. That's what they tell you. That's why they had a warning for on <laughs> the movie. Dude, I had a a laptop on my on the on my lap and the CD burner on the front seat of the car. It was comical <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'm glad that that didn't how what happened how long were you did you go to jail for a just for one night for and night? then six months of like just constant worrying about how the case was going to end up mm-hmm. fortunately uh i got the case dismissed because of like some technicalities and stuff like that and i had a good attorney fortunately i had a good attorney you know um who had dealt with marijuana cases and um Shout him out. Sure. Shout out Eric Shevin. Uh, he's an OG in the weed world. If you ever get in trouble, he's a guy. So, um, but yeah, he got me out of trouble. And then, uh, but just having the arrest um, and having that qualified me still for social equity. And then, um, of course, qualifying for social equity, you had to make less than $50,000 a year. I also qualified for that. Like, I wasn't a baller. I never went big in the black market. I just grew high quality mm. in small amounts. So that's how I survived for so many years. Boutique. Yeah. And then the scaling of this is a whole nother, whole nother thing you have to master and learn over the, you know, that's something that we still, I think we, we've done a really good job at it because at scale, we put out a lot of quality, but we still can go and improve in a lot of ways. Like it's just a learning curve at, you know, uh, going from 300 plants to 30,000 plants mm. or from four or five guys running you know, 50 lights to 1200 lights with 150 employees and trying to communicate all these nuances that would, that would just naturally happen when you're working with just a small team. But when you're working with these big teams, there's lots of nuances that you have to like really quantify and it's hard. You just take, it takes like a lot of effort. Well, it seems like your whole, like you said, your whole life just kind of prepared you for it, whether it's been, you know, working in business with your parents or you think, cause like, again, just go into that, um, to your facility it's so professional and you just showing me like and you were like well each one of these rooms is only here for this amount of time and they're all refilled and everything is constantly moving and it's um i mean it's overall besides like you know the brand and everything i just truly hope you're proud of all the work that you're putting in because it is in in your whole team i do like yeah. you said it's a it's a team effort there's no way you could do that by yourself but i hope you guys are all proud of yourself it is excellent quality work and it seems to be um oh above that just like i said bringing a positive in into the world where you where you feel i think the more older i get it become less about like what's the coolest thing i can get or what's this or that like i remember i would when I first started getting any money and I'd go to like a Gucci store or, or, or and they look at me weird and I'd go like, oh, okay, I'm going to show you. 
I'm going to buy more now. Mm. And then I'm like, well, this is the wrong attitude. I just gave <laughs> them more commission for being an asshole to me. Yeah. And now my attitude has been like, I want to spend my money around people who I feel good supporting. So it, and whether those are luxury goods, regular goods, what marijuana, whatever. That's why I love like my favorite designer is Rich Fresh. I buy clothes from him because I can. A, I love supporting him as a as a as a, another black man. I love his work, and I love being like, oh, there's designers who would like just be like, okay, give you whatever. It's like, like I can call him. I can be like, hey, I'm thinking about this, and to yeah. me, that's beautiful and that's amazing. And when I buy um your product i know i mean there's i won't shout i won't name names but we were buying a product from a bunch of stores and then my assistant was just like i don't want to go here anymore they're like this place is like real like anti-mask anti this and i'm like oh yeah i don't feel comfortable Mm. sending you there to go get my weed and stuff like that um but like whenever i buy your product i'm just like man i know this guy's got good family i know i know the employees i've met the employees yeah, I'm supposed to buy more. It's a, so I support any of you guys. Get you some Wonder Bread. It's amazing whether you know the people or not. Is is the lemon? It's beautiful. Everything I call it the Willy Wonka of marijuana because the snozberries taste like snozberries. Is whatever whatever the label says is the flavor that you're getting, and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I think you should have it. Um, last thing I'll ask you is just for a piece of advice nugget of wisdom a little pearl maybe passed down to you by your parents your wife uh maybe something you learned recently co-workers your kids who knows where it came from i just want something to help our getting better community to get better okay so one thing i learned was a technique when i started to deal with anxiety and it's it's helped me in a lot of ways still even past the path of like when i'm not dealing with it is uh just battle like every negative thought with a positive thought like this constant, like, like through, like with meditation, I had to do the meditation too, to really kind of calm down. You have to be like, um, you have to uh, get like present in that moment. And then um, you, you have to like, uh, I can't think of the right words, but um, you have to, uh, you just gotta, you gotta be the, the constant rechecking in. That's what meditation is. Is like, your mind is trying to focus on nothing and then it goes somewhere else. And then you have to pull yourself back to that moment of trying to do nothing. And it's okay mm-hmm. because every time you do it, you're actually getting better at med- meditating. Like you shouldn't be mad at yourself. So like every time your mind waters and you're trying to get it to come back, you're actually getting more in tune with how you really feel all the time. And then if, then you could be conscious of like when that negative thought hits your mind, you can go, you know what? I need a, po- I need a positive thought to counteract mm-hmm. that. If I'm worried about this, I need to say this to myself. And and I think that's like one of the things that's really helped me uh, with all the stress. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it also would, um, even if you're like not necessarily believing at that moment, it slows you down for a second. Yeah. To just be like, okay, what's this about? Why am I acting like this? Why am I bringing mm-hmm. these negative thoughts in? Um, I think that's great advice. Sometimes we don't get practical advice. That was much better than Lamorne's wipe front to back. Wasn't it? <laughs> it's just practical. It's good. That's terrible advice. Actually. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Lamorne. Uh, well, yeah, I do. I mean, thank you for all the compliments that you gave me. I do. Um, in some small way, I would love it if this podcast helped you get on more podcasts, get on more. I think people should interview you for different shows, for different things, because you're doing exceptional work. And I think a lot of times people interview dumb people all the time. Why would I want to interview somebody not doing nothing? When I can interview somebody out here doing great things. So mm. I like to shine a light on that. So if, if other people see that, please, please interview him. Do other things. Make the company and the brand bigger and bigger because it's good people. I appreciate you coming to my home and for spending your time with me because I know you're such a busy man. Um, and I appreciate you guys for listening. And thank you for having me. Appreciate it so much. It's well, an honor. Oh, thank you. Mine as well. Bye. <laughs>